Four quick things before we talk about my non-condensable story. Number one, uh, True Tech Tools, save 8% on your tools with promo code KNOWITALL. And I got to thank True Tech for allowing me to promote a code as such because it's helping you guys save. I've gotten the numbers over the last few months and a lot of you guys out there are using that code to save, which is very, very cool. I really like that you guys are saving some dough. Number two, Measure Quick is compatible with the new Gen 2 Tesla Smart Probes. I get that question periodically. Actually, a lot this month. Are they compatible? Yes, they are. And it's pretty cool because I've already recorded an interview with Jim Bergman regarding Measure Quick and checking units on PMs without gauges. It's actually going to be a pretty cool podcast. You guys are going to love it when it launches, probably very soon. And if you're listening to this in the future, it's launched already. It's just sitting there waiting for you to listen. Number three, the battery-powered NAVAC flaring tool. I heard it's on its way. Okay, I'm waiting patiently, and I can't wait to get my hands on it to demo it for you guys because I heard it makes super cool, or I shouldn't say super cool because a flare is a flare. If you think flares are cool, I guess. Super fast and super good flares. Okay, and super cool. (laughs) Super cool flares. So that tool, when I get my hands on it, I'll do some content around it make some flares and show you guys how it works. Number four, XOI Technologies. They're coming on the podcast very soon. Actually, tomorrow is the interview. Wow, it's coming up quick. Tomorrow's the interview with them, and I can't wait to talk about their vision platform because I believe it is the future of peer-to-peer tech support. And if you guys have seen the video of what I'm talking about, where the one guy's sitting back in an office, the other guy's in the field, and they're trying to figure out what's going on with uh, some defrost stuff, on a unit he's working on it's a very cool video and there is a 30-day free demo and $500 cash reward and I'll leave the link for that in the podcast summary so you guys can land on it fill in the form and check it out when you do though use uh, there's a promo code tech promo okay fill that out at the bottom tech promo and good luck because it looks like it's going to be an awesome platform going forward for techs Now, let's get on to my non-condensable story. So, quick micro-podcast on non-condensables, and it's not technical. I'm not going to tell you how to go about troubleshooting everything there has to do with when it comes to non-condensables. I'm going to tell you a story of my first experience with non-condensables. And the story goes as such. I was in charge of a job to install a Liebert unit at a facility. I was still a young apprentice and I hadn't had tons of experience yet. So during that job, what had happened is I fell off a ladder while brazing in a ceiling and it was a really close call because I could have really caused some damage to myself. I only broke one finger and had a compound fracture on another finger, had to go to the hospital and have it put back. It was painful, painful as F. Um, There was a lady in the office which, my bad, I should have asked her to leave. Okay, it should have been scheduled or when she was not there. The torch, when I landed, was still lit, but it was upright. And if it was down on a certain angle, it could have lit a fire on the carpet. The lady was not, not hurt at all, uh, but I was, and I had to go to the hospital. But after all said and done, my boss, who's no, no longer my boss anymore, He wanted me to finish the job as a supervisor 
me being hopped up on Tylenol 3s for painkillers, had a coworker pick me up and I babysat two of them to finish the job. So piping was done, pressure test was done, evacuation was done, let's dump the holding charge in. Okay, we dump it in, go to start the thing up, and boom, right away, off on high head pressure. What's going on? Well, the gauges were on the machine, and it was going off on high head pressure. It was going up to 450-ish PSI R22 system and shutting down. That's not good. So, going on, checking some stuff. Had to finally call the office. I wasn't getting anywhere. So, the office sent probably the best tech we had. Really smart guy. A lot of experience. Comes down, checks out the system and goes right to the condenser after he checks everything out and blows off some of the charge. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? So he went down, we started it back up and it ran better. Not like it should, but better. And he explained to me what he blew off was air. There was air trapped in the condenser and I'll tell you how it got there. This Liebert has low ambient controls to maintain head pressure. It's a mechanical control called an OROA. Okay, it causes uh, the condenser to flood when it's cold outside to maintain head pressure then it bypasses some of that gas to keep the flow going in the system so there was a solenoid valve liquid line solenoid valve as well now when we pulled the vacuum what I didn't know was we had to energize that solenoid valve or remove the coil and put a magnet on the valve to open it up to get to that part of the system during evacuation. We didn't do that and I didn't know that. So if you come across that, um, make sure, and this is why it's important to use a solenoid magnet when you're recovering or evacuating, because you open up the system, right? And you get everything. Just keep that in mind in the future going forward. So we had air trapped in there. So when I went to start it up, basically the air goes up to the condenser, stays there, it takes up space in the condenser, the refrigerant has less room, and boom, goes off on high pressure. Makes a lot of sense. So, what we did was we recovered the gas, all of it, pulled a proper vacuum while energizing the solenoid coil, and then charged it with brand new gas. All was good. So we went back to the shop with that recovery bottle, sat it in the shop, let it climatize. He's like, we got to let this climatize. So the next day we checked it and it was basically, you, you take a PT chart for R22, the temperature in the space compared to the pressure that it should be at that temperature, it wasn't. It didn't match up. So we opened up the tank and blew more air off the t- top of the tank. And eventually doing this over and over again, it got down to the relationship that it was supposed to be. So let's say the shop is 72 degrees, whatever 72 degrees is, whatever the pressure of R22 on your PT chart should be, that's what it should be. And that's what we got it to. And you can do that actually in real life. If you have a condensing unit and you think there's non-condensables in it, in the system, if you can pump that entire condensing unit down, okay, get all the gas in there, let it settle, let it climatize to the ambient, you can check it with a PT chart to see if that gas matches the ambient temperature, if that pressure matches the ambient temperature. That that will tell you if you have non-condensables in the system. If it doesn't match, you gotta recover that gas, pull a proper vacuum, and put new gas in it. 
anyway, I know it's not technical, but there's a lot of good information um, in what I just said there. Kind of anecdotal as far as the podcast goes. But keep in mind that using a solenoid magnet is a great idea when recovering or evacuating. And keep in mind that you can pump down a system and check for non-condensables by letting that system climatize. You can't do it if, if the gas is separated. If some of the gas is indoors and some of it's outdoors, it's two different temperatures. It's not gonna it's not gonna jive. You can't do it that way. It all needs to be in the same place under the same umbrella with the same ambient temp. Anyway guys, that's it. Quick micro podcast. I'm out. Happy HVACing.